On today's episode of the Encouragement Forward podcast, I will be interviewing Grace. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for another day, another opportunity to fulfill the purpose that you've given to us, Lord God, another day to have breath in our body, another opportunity to reach out to those that you need for us to encourage and inspire and uplift, Lord. Father God, may you guide this conversation and all that is said. May all that needs to be said be said, Lord. May it encourage and bless all who receive it. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to network and connect with one another, and we thank you for all that is coming. In your daughter and son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, guys. So my name is Grace. I am the CEO of Smile Biz LLC. Single Moms of Crappy Living Empowered is a personal development company where I teach high-performing women how to live a balanced lifestyle so they can be able to gain a life of peace, prestige, purpose, and prosperity. And by trade, I am a board-certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, so I treat mental health illnesses, substance use disorders. Um, I'm also a coach. I'm a transformational coach, life strategist, and I'm also a speaker and a published author. Um, one fun fact about me, well, I get, I, I once, I don't know if you would say it's a fun fact, but well, it is a fun fact. Um, I am a single mother of one. Um, my son will be soon 13. So pray for me, y'all. I'm about to have a teenager. <laughs> I'm a teenager. So, um, he's about to turn 13. He's just amazing. And, you know, I could not ask for a better son. Um, that's about as much as for me, you know, um, I do many things. Um, I'm also very active in my church community. Um, I am a Sunday school teacher. So yeah, I teach children's ministry. I'm also part of outreach um, program, outreach team in church as well. Um, on Facebook, I do have a group called Women Arise Tribe where um, I just gather the women because I really be, I am a big believer of sisterhood and community. I don't think that we are created to do life by ourselves. God connects us with people, divine connection. So it's a group that I have where I help the women try to, to grow spiritually, no matter what level they're at, um, they're on or what their journey is, grow spiritually, and also a lot of personal development things that we do in there for the women to be able to connect, because you just never know um, who you can connect to. You know, we live in a this technology world now, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't have to necessarily meet someone in your in your neighborhood, you know, you can meet people online. It's just a, a place where women can feel safe and be able to be vulnerable and just talk about like, sis, I'm struggling right now, you know, I need prayer. We also do intercessory prayer, um, corporate prayer every Wednesday. So myself and another um, woman that's part of this vision that God has given me that she she assists me. She she also prays and we do that for the women. So it's been amazing. I've started last year, so it's been we're growing. Um, so it's really amazing what God is really doing, and I, I just appreciate Him and just honor that He uses me as a vessel to be able to impact others and of course they pour into me as well and then they use whatever they're being poured into to pour into other people so that's about me in a nutshell (laughs) 
yeah it's about that that ripple effect that's what i said even with the podcast it's about us you know encouraging one another and then what we learn taking it passing on to someone other so that's why i said like encouragement for like you've received encouragement so pass it on to somebody else you know go encourage them and just to hear all that you're doing you like you're busy you got a lot of quite a few things going on to keep you busy and i said yes i can imagine you know your son's probably showing some of the signs of a teenager since he's a tween and i know oh, sometimes it's ma'am. like oh goodness like please don't <laughs> ma'am i'm thankful he's a really really good kid you know what i mean he does help me in my business you know as far as like when i do my lives and stuff like that set up the studio i have like i told him we have like a home studio so i have my office and then also in the basement we have a studio whatever but um he's a really good kid but you're right you know you know i just thank god you know that i rededicate my life in the time in the perfect season where I could really truly show him what it is to truly walk you know chase after God's heart because it's just so much that's going on in this world as I said I work as a psychiatric nurse practitioner so I see uh, not just adults but I see teenagers you know I see children so is the enemy likes to use our kids you know what I mean so there's so much going on in this world you the best thing you can do for your children is to pray for them because you can't be with them 24 7 you're not with them you know with kids the pe- people are going back in in person to school you're not with them all the time you know so all you can do is intercede on their behalf you know pray for them and also train them the best way that you know how you know, and just pray that they use the wisdom that you give them, right? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were kids too. We that's, that's a lot of things my mama told me. I'm like, and, 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 no. and now as an adult, I'm like, dang, I wish I listened to my mom. <laughs> yeah. So you just pray that they use the wisdom that you give them, you know, pray that they just make the right choices, including their friends, you know, so that's all I do. I just intercede and I, you know, I definitely you know, share the word with him. He know his mama is a Bible toe in prayer warrior. And, um, and that's all I can do, you know, and just, and just give it, a, leave it in God's hands because in a day he, he's God's son before he was my son. The word tells us that he knew us before we were even in our mother's womb. So he's God's son before he was even thought of to be my son. So I know that God's covered him. Oh, yes. yes. That, that was one thing somebody recently, you know, reminded me too that. And I always remember, I was like, God, you let you allow me to have her that she we're all your children. And as she right. said, you know, God can that's his child. He can take his child when he's ready. And we just pray for the covering. Like I tell anybody when you're, you know, when like you said, we were younger once upon a time and our parents tried to instill stuff in us. And we were like, I don't want to listen to that. They just don't want me to have no fun. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, yes, it does come back around. And they say, OK, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. Right. You know, thank you for what you said. I didn't understand it back then, but I understand it now. And the main thing, like they said, we only thing you can do is instill the values that you can and hope and pray that they take them with them when they go. Because once they're an adult and they're out there in the world, you still love your child. But you're just gonna be like, I can't bail you out of this one this time. Like you got yourself in this all. You gotta learn. <laughs> yeah. And like I was just telling my husband the other day, I mean earlier today, like, oh, um, well, they say life is the best teacher because mm-hmm. it will teach you some hard lessons and it's it sure will. and the world will too, especially with all that's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like you said, we gotta keep the children covered. You gotta pray for the youth because they're right. the next generation. They're coming behind us and you know, you want to make sure that they are strong and that they can withstand whatever is to come. So um, what is one thing that you learned from last year that you said you weren't going to bring into this year? Like what lesson or anything that 
you said you weren't going to bring into this year or going forward? Fear. Like, um, I've always had crazy faith. Um, that's just how he wired me. Um, but sometimes we allow other people to project their fear and doubts in us. So I had like, no matter what, I just have to trust God. I can't allow what I see in front of me determine um, my path, you know, because he says his, his word does not return to him empty. So I just have to like do it even within the fear, do it anyway. So I told myself, even within the fear, because, you know, last year we had the, you know, COVID started really was ramping up and everything. Not that they're still not here. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, but there was just so much fear, so much anxiety, like what's next? It was so much instability going on last year. And I was like, okay, going forward, I can't allow what I see. I can't allow fear to determine my next move. I have to allow faith to do that. So even if I'm scared or like worried, like God, what's the next thing? I have to do it anyway. I have to walk in obedience. And it's not easy to do because there's sometimes I'm like, I am not trying to do that, God. No, that's not (laughs) even in my plans. No, sir. No, thank you. And I have to like repent and like, grace. He asked you to do this for a reason. Just because you don't see the fruit of it now doesn't mean there's not a a reason behind it because God is very intentional. You know, he wastes nothing in our life. So I had to learn like, okay, I got to get out of my comfort zone. He's pulling me in this direction. You got to get out your comfort zone. Um, My cousin, actually, I started the intercessor prayer in the group this year. My cousin hit me up last year and was like, Grace, I think you should, you know, you love to pray and all this stuff, you know, we, we, we should, you should do, start doing the prayer calls, you know, it wasn't within the group at first, she was like, I should do Zoom and get the prayer, I was like, no, I really want to keep the group, the women in the group or whatever, I don't really want to do anything outside the group, because it's harder to just jump on when you're already in the group, and she's like, well, you should do the intercessory, I was like, I, I'm not trying to do no intercessory prayer, I said, <laughs> I'll think about it, <laughs> I thought, I said, I think about it, I know that's one of my gifts, and God had prepared me for that because my family, we do um, prayer call. We've been doing it for over a year or so. Um, every other, um, the second and third Friday of the month, unless there's another Friday, you know, unless it's like a five week month or whatever. But he's prepared me. And I was like, um, I don't really, I do within my family and I love to pray, intercede on other people's behalf because God would burden me to pray for someone. Like he, he has burdened me to pray for patients that, and something literally happened to them and I did not know. Wow. And um, he'll show me in the spirit. And I didn't want to do that. I was like, I'm not ready to be praying in front of uh, all these people. Like, I don't want to be doing that. I told my cousin, I'll think about it. But in my heart, I was like, I ain't trying to do that. Like, how many people keep coming to me, asking me about praying? Like, then I had to really understand that was confirmation. Like, Grace, it's time for you to get it out your comfort zone. You have this gift of intercession, which we all, as all believers, we're called to intercede on each other's behalf. However, there are people that he has set apart you know what I mean? To truly intercede in prayer. So I was like, Grace, how many people are going to come and tell you this before you listen? Clearly it's confirmation. 
started, you don't know how it's going to be. So I reached out to one of my good friends and I knew that she's an intercessor, you know, she, that's what she, you know, and I know that she'd be good. And I asked her, I said, can you partner up with me in this? You know, you do two weeks, I do two weeks or whatever. And we intercede on these ladies behalf because I really believe that there's certain strongholds over us, but we, some things you have to just, you have to pray. You have to pray and fast. That's just, that's the life of a, of a believer. You're just going to have to do these things. And I was like, okay, well, can you partner up with me? And she agreed to do it. And we, we started this year doing that. Um, and I was like, okay, this is what I have to do. So I really had to learn to get out my comfort zone and things that made me uncomfortable and just to, just to also cultivate the giftings that he's given me, like for the kingdom, I need to, <laughs> I need to get out of my comfort zone and just start, start somewhere. So just really fear, not taking fear into this year and not allowing other people to project things on me. Um, that's really it, you know, and I'm not always at the best of it. I always have to ask God for strength because some days can be very discouraging mm -hmm. when you don't see what you're, you don't see the promises yet. It can be very discouraging, but I always pray to God, like God, give me strength to just continue being consistent, stay committed and faithful, um, to what you're saying and not give up. So. Yeah, it's it's like truly amazing, like you said, how he kept he'll send all these different signs to tell you something, and you're like, I don't want no, 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 I'm not gonna do that. I don't, I don't care. You, we always uh, underqualify ourselves or feel like, no, mm -hmm. I can't do that. That's not me. And then, mm -hmm. like you told me, he gonna make you uncomfortable, <laughs> and that's one of the things Damn. he does. He'll make you. He'll keep like he, if he really wants you to hear and know something, he's gonna keep mm -hmm. giving it to you. He'll give it to you in a different way until you like see it and just submit to him. Say, okay. I'm going to do it because you know this is what you're gifted to do. This is what God called you to do. And like you say, it's different. Like everybody's gifts are different. Like even when mm -hmm. you say with intercessory prayer, because he'll lay it on your heart to pray with somebody and they haven't even talked to you and told you what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, even that happened to me just in a massage. Like I'm like, how'd she know that? And I got to tell you, I would have got, I finally got a massage and tried to do self self care, but just to hear mm -hmm. like, while she was massaging and she was just saying different things and had you going like from the top, top from your toes all the way to the top of your head and mm -hmm. then it was just the things she was saying and how things were going and I'm sitting up there like why am I crying I'm in here supposed to be relaxing like why am I here crying ma'am listen <laughs> when the presence of God is there you can't help yourself but humble yourself you just humble in his presence like them tears because I'm like is someone cutting the onions in here like <laughs> Like, why am I crying? Why am I emotional right now? But it's 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 amazing. I'm glad that he was able to use her to to pour into you because you just never know who he was sending. And he will send the most unexpected people. Oh yes. Like you'd even think that will come out of their mouth. No, oh, and it was time I hit the door. <laughs> See, that's divine. He needed you to be in that right space and time so you could hear that. Yeah, because you know even with each, so brush you, with each brush, she'll be like, okay, now breathe in. And I need you to push all that out. Push all that out from here and push all mm -hmm. that out from there. And it was like, mm -hmm. okay, Lord. And I'm saying, like, how can I relax? I can't be relaxed. Like, they tell you, like, <laughs> relax. And it's like, how can I relax? I'm just going, I'm trying not to and then, uh, <laughs> breathe at the same time. I'm like, okay, this ain't nothing but you. Like she said, you know, he, she, and then when she spoke over me when I left, it was just the things she was saying and it was like confirmation of things I needed to hear 
even yeah. though I just kind of like just talked to her and opened up. I was still not paperwork and we talking and she over the friend and like she was like she hadn't she was letting me know like she was about to put on her hands on me basically and I was like okay she was and then she was so worn out in the end because she had poured so much into me not just through yeah. the side. so she was like she had done you that. Out. yeah she said she hadn't done that in like a long time like yeah the form of um therapy well I guess a massage stuff that she was doing but it was like yeah she 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 really worked some areas and then also told me stuff I needed to yeah hear. it wears you out it's a true burden any gifts that we have is 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 really um I would never call anything God gives us a curse it's mm-hmm. absolutely not it's a blessing um, but you have a burden in your heart to do it. And even if you feel like, oh my God, God, I don't want to do this. He, like you said, he would not allow you to rest. Mm-hmm. He would not allow you to rest until it's done. It's like, you just have this de- desire and burden. Like he has literally woken me up in the middle of the night to pray, you know, um, not anyone really like I've had specific people, but there's times that he's just like, I can't sleep. Like, and I normally get up early in the morning to start prayer because if I don't pray into my day, like I said, the environment that I work in, mm-hmm. I need to make sure I'm of sound mind. You know what I mean? So I can't, I, there've been times when I skipped prayer cause I'm like, I'm tired, I want to sleep mm-hmm. some more. And my day was jacked up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had an attitude. <laughs> I was a mess. So I was like, oh no, I can't be missing prayer. I can't be missing prayer, but there have been times that he will wake me up even before my designated time to pray because I'm just restless. Like when my spirit is restless, I know that's time for me to pray. Mm-hmm. When I can't sleep, I know it's time for me to pray. I don't care if it's two or three o'clock in the morning. If I'm restless, I have to pray because something ain't right. You know, because I, the peace of God is what guards our heart and mind. So if my mind is not rested and my mind is like things are going all over my head and I'm restless in my spirit, that means it's time for me to pray. Mm-hmm. And that's what believers, we have to start, we have to start being sensitive in the spirit to really hear. We always say, well, God is not talking to us. No, God is talking to you. He's just mm-hmm. not talking to you the way that you want him to talk to you. Or he may not be saying what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So you think God is being silent. When you're restless in your spirit, that is time for you to start praying over yourself and asking God, where is these feelings coming from? You know what I mean? Like reveal to me where these feelings are coming from. It's, it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. That discernment, all that stuff is there for a reason. You know what I mean? So we just have to be more sensitive to that. And then there's a lot of things that can be revealed to you and how to deal with that. You know, I'm a big believer of using biblical principles. There, there's a lots of wisdom and things like that. You know, when you apply what God is telling you, you, you use that wisdom. God use those things apply as wisdom. You know, it would save you a whole lot of headache and heartache if we just walk in obedience. And I know it's hard to do. <laughs> it is hard to do and listen when he sends people to you and when you know it's God because there are people that they're not sent from God I know that um but when you know it's God listen listen to what those people have to say and then when they tell you something take it back to God I always be I don't just take everything someone tells me if someone gives me a word or something gives me something I always take it back to God okay God this person said this okay what 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 does that mean you know So he can reveal it to me too, or, you know, explain, give me understanding where it's coming from. You know what I'm saying? But he will send 
he will send the most unexpected person to you or put you in an unexpected situation to teach you something. But we just have to be sensitive enough to hear him and not be closed in our hearts and mind and not put God in a box. He's limitless. He's limitless. Like he, his ways are not our ways. You know what I'm saying? His thoughts are not mm-hmm. our thoughts. He's, he's limitless. He, we can't, we can never get the full understanding of who God is. We just can't. You know what I mean? But the more time you spend with him, the more you will, you more you'll be able to know him, not know of him. Because a lot of people know of God. They know knowledge of God, but they don't know God because mm. they haven't spent that time to have the intimate relationship with him. And when you're able to do that, then you'll be able to recognize who's sent by him to give you something that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that lady was sent to you for a reason. She was sent to you for a reason. You know, it was just more, it was more than a massage. She done massage your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's she, she, it wasn't just a physical. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was an experience. I even called my husband up. I was like, that was a different experience for a massage. I was like, that was a whole like divine, I said, in a good way. I said, it was weird, but yeah. in a good way, not in a bad way. That was way. a whole revival. <laughs> But like they say, when you go, you release stuff and it get relaxed and it get comfortable and it mm-hmm. get your body where it needs to be. And it was like, I told you, like That's God right. kept talking about, you need to take care of you, you need to take care of you, you need to take care of you and just listening. Mm-hmm. And then the way that it all lined up, that wasn't even somebody That's who right. normally is on a regular to do the massages she feels in when she's needed Mm -hmm. so it was like everything just lined up and just seeing that like I tell people guys always talking to us and seeing we just have to open our eyes to receive it and be able to recognize and then sometimes we're so into it we're got going on and it's just like I was just like I told you we sit down I'm like okay I'm just moving but I was thankful for the experience and I'm like I get her again because she even started off she was like I gonna be in this and she was like if you don't um like this the next time you can request for somebody else she said but God gonna be here that's right <laughs> and then she was like Lord that's I said right. that kind of, she was like Lord I said that kind of ugly didn't it she's like oh well it kept on <laughs> No, she kept her 100. Yeah. Listen, he said, do all things unto him. All things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're in business, whether you're front center, even people who are behind the scenes, doing the behind the scenes, you do everything to his glory because he's mm-hmm. giving you a gift. You don't have to be on stage to represent who God is. You know what I'm saying? You don't, sometimes you don't even have to open up your mouth to represent who God is, your behavior, the way you Mm -hmm. treat people, you know what I mean? That represents who God is, you know? So people should be able to see, and people are drawn to light. People are drawn to your light, Jarkeisha. So you don't even have to open your mouth like, oh, I'm a believer. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to do that a lot of times. People are just drawn to you and they see the joy in your life and they're like, oh my God, this girl has all this peace and joy. Where's this coming from? Then they're going to start acquiring from you like, okay, you always a joyful person. You always like, you're doing encouragement, you know, (laughs) you always think about others and they want to know where that came from. And that even gives you opportunity to evangelize. That gives you opportunity like, okay, you know what? This is not me. You know, this is what God has done in my life. Mm-hmm. so when we operate in that way that gives space for people to be drawn to us where we can even speak about God to them and be comfortable to to do that you know what I mean because they're drawn to the light that you carry you know that's why he says this he says that we are the salt of the earth salt is seasoning 
right? Seasoning mm-hmm. makes a difference in something, right? If you, I'm sure if you eat something that ain't got no seasoning, you're like, what the heck is this? Like, <laughs> you gotta throw it out, right? <laughs> but salt is the difference. It's the season. He didn't call us. He didn't call us to be sugar of the earth. Nope. There's a reason why he used that word. We're not the sugar of the earth because we're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to be sweet. You know, we're not supposed to sugarcoat things. We're supposed to stand firm on the word. He's called us to be salt to make mm-hmm. a difference. So when people are drawn to your light, that gives a space for you to even share with them what God has done for you in your life. And that's why your masseuse was like, she's still firm. Like, listen, I stand on God and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> she was unapologetic about that. And she nope. shouldn't, and she shouldn't be. She shouldn't have to apologize for her faith and apologize for what she believes in. And, and because, and because she stands, she's confident and stood firm on that. That's why you was able to get the pouring, right? Cause she mm-hmm. was confident and, and allow God to minister, use her to minister to you. Now she was like shrunk back. Like, oh, I don't want to know, believe her. You know, yeah. you would never have received what you received that God wanted you to receive. Yeah. And I truly believe that's why he aligned it that way for you to, you didn't, it's not happenstance you just happen to get a masseuse who believes in the lord and pouring all this pouring all these encouragement words to you and got you here bawling like a baby mm-hmm. okay it was not happenstance okay that yeah. thing was divinely aligned for you and now you have this experience to share with someone else like you're sharing with me yeah i said it's amazing like how he does things i tell people all the time you never know how he's gonna connect you that's why they say always be kind to whoever you encounter because you may be having an encounter with an angel and don't know it it's like some things you know it was just all his doing and how he connected you with people like i said i've been blessed with doing this podcast to meet all the different people from all over different places and just to hear what you all are doing and then just hearing the main thing i keep hearing with all y'all is mental health that keeps the main thing that sticks out to me because the one thing we all deal with is some form of like mental health we're all going mm-hmm. through something or some kind of tragedy or some kind of experience even the smallest thing people don't even think about that could be you know mental health like they said that's some right. things that something said somebody said to you or done like you could get ptsd from something like that mm-hmm. not even it doesn't have to be like we only think about the military and the things they've seen depending on where you grew up we all see different things and we all go through different stuff and it's things we just won't talk about and like you said using your gifts like to reach out to pour in other people like and just to hear like how also it's important that while you're pouring out to them that somebody else is pouring into you so that you can be able because you have to cover yourself like you said you get up and you pray because what the things like you say if you're you don't pray your day go out of way you're like okay lord okay i'm gonna get back right tomorrow because i don't want to go through this again <laughs> so it's just amazing <laughs> so that, that kind of goes into like what is a season or experience you had where you endured a tough season and how you overcame it oh man that's my whole entire life baby (laughs) um well what got me to this space um it's back in 2018 um well before 2018 so um I share my story many times uh but is part of my journey now but um in 2017 I actually got engaged um so 2017 I was engaged um the man I was with was with each other for over at that point about seven years and we had got engaged and um We've always had problems, but it wasn't, um, 
it was more magnified at that time. I think closer to, you know, when you start planning and stuff like that, it's just like, it was already there, but it felt like it got more exposed. And I was really starting to like, Ooh, I don't know if this is what I really should be doing. And um, I know he had reservations too, but you know, when you're with someone for such a long time, you want to make it work. You know what I mean? And despite all the red flags from the very beginning, <laughs> you want to make it work. And, um, and then of course I wasn't obedient anyway, because I wasn't, in the Lord like that when I first met him. And, um, you know, I had, I, let's put it this way. I knew God because I'm one of the, when I say people who, who they know of God, but don't know God. I, oh, I grew up in church. However, I didn't have an intimate relationship with God. And then as I got older, I completely like shelved that. Um, Want to do my own thing. I was always believed in prayer and fasting, but as far as having intimate relationship with God, I did not. And the man, my ex, fiance he didn't have a relation with God either um so anyway as that year was just so much going on and we even considered we was thinking of even doing counseling and stuff like that um but it was just so much going on I was in my go approaching my last year of graduate school um I was in going into my last year of graduate school that fall but um God actually I didn't never told this part of the story a few people know but God had actually told me um, two weeks prior to us breaking up, God, God had told me that he was going to leave. And I, I didn't know, I didn't have a relationship with God then, but I knew he actually had me at work that night. I pulled out a piece of paper and I started writing a budget. And my coworker was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm, about, I'm, I'm doing a budget just in case my ex leaves. I mean, my ex leaves. I need to, I said, at that time I said, just in case my fiance leaves, I need to do a budget. You know, I don't know. I said, I just have this burden feeling. I need to do a budget. He was like, Grace, that's so crazy. I say, I need to make sure that I'm going to be okay if he leaves. Um, so I knew there was fear and doubt there for me to have to do that. But I, I did, I wrote out the budget. I folded up the piece of paper and put it in my purse and just left it alone. And we just was having so many issues. And um, yeah, he hit me up and was like, he didn't want to get married anymore. I was like, hold up. Even though God prepared me for it, you still <laughs> never prepared <Yeah>. <laughs> for those things, those moments. And I was like, pause. And I was like, you willing to throw away seven years over some disagreements? He was like, yeah, he's not ready. He don't want to get married. He's, you know, sick of us arguing. I don't blame him, but it was just a lot that was going on um, that season of my life, you know? So I was like, okay, that's cool, you know? And we bought a house together and everything. So trying to get myself. So when you're with someone for a long time, you have all these different things that you're entwined, your family, all this mm -hmm. stuff. You're trying to, it literally felt like a divorce. Although I wasn't married, it felt like a divorce because I had to legally get myself out of certain situations. You know, my heart was in pieces. Um, and then I had to pick up the pieces with my son. So it was very difficult. And he didn't make it very easy for me. Um, there was a lot of events that happened. And my mother came and told me, she was like, well, he wants to get back, you know? And I'm like, he never came and said anything to me about it. So therefore, I said, mama, I told my mother, when a man tells you that you're not the best thing that's happened to him, that's your cue. 
I can't take him back after that because it's going to be hard for me to trust him that he's not going to leave again. You know, I couldn't, there's just so much I could not deal with. Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with that. Then all this other stuff he was doing on the background that just made it very difficult. And my mother, she is, she um, is gifted in the prophetic. So she sees a lot of things and there were some things she was telling me and warning me about stuff during the situation. So it was just a lot going on. And I'm like, God, I it was if it wasn't for my son in graduate school, I knew I was depressed, but I didn't um, allow myself to feel. Um, I just kept going. I'm like, I got a son to take care of. I am in the middle of graduate school. I'm about to finish. I don't have time to be processing no emotional stuff. I just, if he don't want to be around, then so be it. I had to repress all that stuff because I didn't want to deal with it. Because then I had to face reality that I didn't get married. I had to face reality that this person I've been with all this time and I thought was the one, I got it wrong. (laughs) I got it wrong. I didn't want to deal with the embarrassment of having to tell people, you know, because we had a, everyone quote unquote said we was a power couple, which I despise that title, but um, (laughs) a lot of our stuff that people would see us online and stuff like that. So it's like, we were in a fishbowl. So it's embarrassing having to go and like, oh yeah, well, we ain't work. You know what I mean? So it was just a lot of emotional stuff there that I was not ready to deal with. And I didn't want to deal with. I'm gonna be real with you. I did not want to deal with it. So I just left it. I left it on, 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 on back burner. And I just kept ripping and running and repressing my true feelings of being depressed. And then I started it started manifesting in behaviors that I used to do in my teenage years, in my early, in my early adulthood, you know, just looking for somebody to fill the void versus sitting with myself and uh, allowing God to heal me. I'm jumping into situationships. And when my background is, um, I just started developing a relationship with my dad. Um, when I was a child, my parents had separated and we lived in a battered woman's shelter. So my father has been in and out my life. You know, he hasn't, has been in and out my life, but my parents, you know, years later were able to fix, you know, was able to get back together. However, as a teenager onward, my father was physically there, but was never there emotionally. A lot of things till today, um, he doesn't really, he's not very participate. He doesn't really participate in a lot of things that we do. And uh, from my, myself and my siblings and his grandchildren. So my father, I've never really had a father. So from, I had a lot of things in me that I never dealt with. And I thought being in a relationship was going to fix that. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger, a lot of rejection issues I had and abandoned issues from my father because he was never really there. It really took the grace of God and forgiveness for me to release him that we can be able to build on our relationship now. But with all that baggage that came into that relationship. So I was like, oh, another man that left my life. Okay, I'm used to this. I'm used to this. So I went, I reverted back to those behaviors I had before of jumping into situations, jumping up into things that weren't good for me and they were just temporary gratification. That's it. So God got a hold of me in 2018. <laughs> um, I had to stop running. So I had to stop running and keep jumping from 
man to man, like this ain't good for me. So when I went on, I actually went on a cruise with my old travel buddy. I went on a cruise and during the last leg of the cruise, um, there was, I'm part of this group on Facebook called um, uh, Married and Young or something like that, right? And they do different challenges throughout the thing, but I never really participated. But this time I decided, okay, I'm gonna participate because it was a marriage um, challenge and it wasn't something I thought it was gonna be. It was totally different than what I expected. <laughs> so you wanna talk about unexpected? I thought I was going, okay, I'm gonna join this challenge. I'm gonna pray for my future husband. Yeah, I'm about to get, you know, I'm about to be wiped up. That's what was going on in my head. I didn't know that it was gonna be totally, that was not what it was because God sure did use that to humble me. So, okay, I was like, I'm gonna pray for my future. So I joined it. I joined it in the last leg of the, the cruise. I went and did the, the challenge for um, the days they had it. So they went through different process of healing, all that stuff, right? And deliverance. So I think it was like the last day, second or, second to last day or whatever day it was. Um, I'm here praying for this man back in 2018. I'm praying for this man, but God was dealing with me. He was like, you praying for this man? And you got all this crap in you, Grace. You know, you have all this anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, dealing with rejection, abandonment issues. Like, like you cry at the drop of a dime when someone mentions your father. Like, so my root of my issue had nothing to do with my ex-fiance. Had nothing to do with him. He's just the catalyst. He's just part of the, the, the problem. He was part of the problem. But it had really nothing to do with him. The, the problem was me. I was the common denominator. I was choosing wrong because I wasn't able to see because I didn't allow God to heal my past wounds. So I allowed, so my past wounds was what was determining me to choose the wrong people. It had nothing to do with the men I was choosing. I was the problem. So God had told me, you're the problem. You're the problem. So I had to really start that when I met God for the very first time. And at that point in time, that was three years ago, 35 years of my life at that time was the first time I had a true encounter with God. And I had been in church like majority of my childhood to my early adulthood life. Never had a real encounter with God till that day. And when he met me in my bedroom, I don't know how long I laid out on that floor. But it felt like all my life stuff was like laid at his feet. I couldn't even utter the words because I was just crying so much because I was just tired. I was tired of feeling depressed. I was tired of just choosing wrong. I was just tired of all this baggage inside of me. I was tired of, of crying over my dad. I was just tired. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I surrender. I, I was like, God, just take it. Because clearly, I it. <laughs> I, it's, listen, I could not do this on my own. I'm clearly a hot mess. Like, just take it. Like, I give up. Here's the white flag. I surrender, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I surrender, Lord. And the crazy part about it is, you see, you talk about how things are divine aligned. Prior to me going on the cruise, uh, I worked overnight as a nurse. So um, on Sunday mornings, I will always listen to this, this church. Because I, God was, all, I had this, I started having this want, desire to go back to church. At that point, I ain't been in church in like 17, 18 years, right? I had not stepped foot in a church, like sit down for <laughs> in 17, 18 years. So I was like, I want to go back to church. I just started having this burning desire to go back to church. 
And I had listened to the, the, the church for over a year, about, about a year or so. And I was like, I told my mother, I said, I am going to find this church. Mom, I'm going to find this church. I want to go to this church. I really love what they be saying. So I woke up, before, this before I went on the cruise, I woke up, okay, I'm going to go to this church. I'm going to find this church. I kid you not, Jackie. I went all around PG County. My GPS had me all over the place. I could not find this church. I was like, I finally mustered the courage to go back to church and I can't even find this church. What, what gives God? Like, what is this about? <laughs> so when I was about to give up, when I was about to give up from going to this church, I started hearing a voice inside of my spirit. It was like, keep driving, keep driving. I'm like, keep driving to where? I'm in a business park. Where am I going to be driving to? And I just, I just, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm like, am I crazy? Like I'm hearing things like, what am I here? So I was like, I thought I was crazy, but I just kept following. I just kept on driving. And I kid you not, I kept on driving to the cut. There was a church in the corner. I didn't know it was a church at first. And all I know is I saw people in African outfits because I'm born in Nigeria. I'm, a, I'm Nigerian. So I recognize, I'm like, what are these people out here with African clothes? Who are these people? <laughs> so I saw someone in the parking lot and I asked them, you know, who are the, what are you guys doing? Is it a van? It's like something going on. He's like, no, we just got out of church. I said, got out of church. I said, well, first I say, he says a church. I say, oh, there's a church. I was like, he's like telling me. And I say, he said, yeah. I said, well, y'all still have service. He said, no, it's over or whatever. I said, okay. I said that when I come back from the Bahamas, I'm coming to your church. Okay. I'm coming back to this church. And I sure did. I did go back to the church, um, did go to the church. And when I was going home, the crazy part about Jarkeisha, there were signs for this church on the side of the road, but I never saw them. I never saw the signs. Those signs were big. I never saw the signs on the side of the road. I just kept following the voice that told me, go down the cut, keep going, keep going, Grace. No clue that I was God because I had no clue. Those signs was there and I didn't even see it because I had tunnel vision. I just was like, I'm just gonna follow this voice. And I found my church and I've yeah. been there ever since. Okay. So when I had to count on God on my bedroom floor, when I got up, I felt like a ton of weights just came off of me. It's like, I could like the scales, like I could just see things better. And it was still a process. I'm not going to tell you that I was sanctified afterwards, but there were just certain things that I just did not want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. There was just, I was like, no. And I made a commitment to God. I was like, well, God, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to do this all the way. I can't be straddling the fence like I used to. So I did rededicate my life to God. And I also made sure that I'm going to remain pure until if it's God's will for me to get married, I will remain pure until then. You're being pure with my body, pure with my thoughts, you know, with my heart. Because I've been doing it my way, the devil's well this time. It ain't got nothing but give me headache and heartache. I need to start following God's word, you know? So I was like, okay, well, God, I'm gonna give you my purity. God, I'm gonna give you my time, my devotion, you know, just do whatever transformation. And I went through a deliverance ministry. Like he started aligning me with all these different things. Um, he had me start a blog cause I, I write. Um, and it's something And this crazy part is when you get caught up in life, and don't truly know who you are, you can just forfeit your gifts. I've always been a writer since I was a child. That's therapy for me. And I just laid it to the wayside to chase after the things of the world. And he told me, pick up that pen. 
So I had, I started a blog, started blogging. I would use biblical stories to kind of, cause I, I, I like stories and I would use biblical principles and stories and try and apply it to our, our life so it could be practical. So I was like, okay, they can learn practical things and learn the word of God. So it was a form of evangelism for me because it was, it was like written and it took off. I didn't think anything, but he asked me to do this, the single mom ministry. I was like, okay, Lord. <laughs> I just started writing I didn't think it was going to be anything and then um it started resonating with people start picking up speed or whatever started picking up and then he introduced me to do podcasting so I took transition what I said um what I wrote to oral you know started doing that that way and then when 2019 came this was throughout 28 the, the later years of 2018 later time then when 2019 come came before I was before 2019 I asked God well God you gave me smile biz like what do you want me to do with this thing? What do you, do you want me to continue blogging? Do you want me to continue podcasting? And prior to me even starting Smile Biz, my, one of my girlfriends had told me, Grace, you're going to be speaking. I said, I'm going to be speaking to who? <laughs> I ain't speaking. I said, I'm about tired of you and God. Y'all teaming up on me. He done told me to start the podcast of this blog. I did the blog. He told me I'm doing this podcast. Now you're talking about, like, she was telling me this in the beginning before I did all of this. I was like, I'm not speaking to nobody. I said, I do videos, but no, I'm not speaking to nobody. And when he came to me that going to 2019, he's like, yeah, you, this is going to be a business. I was like, a business? <laughs> this is too much. I said, I said, God, I'm about to be, I just passed my boards. I got a job as a psychic pew. Who, what business? Who got time for a business? I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I'm a new MP. I ain't got time for that. So I was like, well, if you, if I'm going to do this, then you have to send me the people. Cause I don't know the first thing about being a coach or a speaker. Like I just speak whatever comes to my mind. I don't know those, those I don't know none of this stuff. And that's when he allowed me with my very first coach that I invested in. And I had followed her before because I read Marshawn Daniels. Um, I read her book, Believe Bigger, in the beginning of my journey. And I really thought she was a dope person. And I was like, well, you know, I wanted to work with her because she had did like a masterclass part of the program that I was in to help me heal for my past issues. And I was like, she's dope. I want to work with her. And then when I went online to see her prices, I was like, oh, Lord, I was like, I don't got that kind of money. With it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, I don't got that kind of money. I'm not going to do that. So I kind of put it on the back burner until God brought up the business thing in 2019. And I was like, well, they show me. And that's when the opportunity Marshawn opened up and she did this tele seminar thing, like on the phone, teleconference thing. And I was like, well, it doesn't hurt to join. I keep seeing her, her ads for it on my mailing list, you know, got somebody's business, maybe, you know, and um, I went on there. No, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to go on there, hear what she and her husband had to say. And their prices dropped dramatically. I was like, this is a sign. Cause I've been asking to work with this lady and I ain't had the money. Like, I just got to do this. I have to invest. God wants me to do this business. And I don't, I don't know what, I don't know how to do this. Like, I need to hire someone that's going to help me. So I invested in her program and I uh, went to Atlanta for four days to learn how to even set up a coaching speaking business. And it was scary. I didn't want to get on that flight. I was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. This might be like a hot mess. Like, I am not trying to get on this flight. But I knew that this is what God wanted me to do. Just like he was clear about that pod, that that blog, the podcast, he was clear about his steps. 
I said, well, Grace, just take the step. You don't know how it's going to be. Just take the step. And I'm so glad I invested. And I made it and I did it. And, you know, ever since then, I've been investing in coaches and just trying to get better. And, um, you know, I did host my first workshop in 2019. I wrote my first book in 2019, which I didn't want to write. Okay, <laughs> let's put it out there. There's a lot of things. I'm very stubborn. I will do it. I would do it, but it oh, takes me a time. minute. Like, I was like, Ooh, do I really want to do this? But I do walk out in obedience eventually. I do. Um, and he asked me to write a book. He asked me to write a book about my life, but I didn't do that one because I was scared. I was like, no, I'm going to do a devotional because I love praying. And I did in the devotional, I did write little bits and pieces of my life or whatever, because it's called a Behold Devotional. So um, um, the 14 stages of healing. So I went through the, uh, the psychology stages of healing and used some of my life and I've had prayers in the end where people can use to break down strongholds in their life. And it's not the book he asked me to do. He asked me to, I, you need to write the book I told you to write. <laughs> he got me good this year because someone else confirmed it last year. I said, well, God had already told me this back in 2019 when I put it on my vision board and I didn't do it. I did something totally different um you know so now I'm working on my second book and actually doing what God asked me to do and it's been a stretch for me but that season I had, I had to go through that and what what the enemy try to use for my destruction God used for my reconstruction mm -hmm. and that's what I truly believe like I had to go through all that stuff in my in my childhood in my teenage years my early adolescence uh, my adolescence my early adulthood to now like all everything I've been through was not a waste it really was an opportunity for me to use those experiences to pour into other people like God created you with purpose you know, he created you with purpose. Nothing is a waste. And I had to trust him to get me through that because that last relationship broke me because I really thought this was it. You know, it really broke me. And I had to, I had to go through all that so God could rebuild me to what he truly wants for me because we all have our own paths. God has something for him. I wasn't, that wasn't, I wasn't part of my future. So in other words, he protected me because it's better that I ended now than ending a divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, it's better that I ended now than go the wrong path. And I believe that I am, we're all called to be bloodline shifters. I truly believe I'm a bloodline shifter in my, in my family because my dad is not even a believer. He believes in God, but he doesn't have a relationship with God. He's an unbeliever, you know? So my mother married into a, a marriage that was not God-ordained. There has not been one godly marriage in my entire family. Um, not at all. God has not been the started out. My maternal grandfather, um, he found God after he got married. My paternal grandfather did not. He had multiple wives. So, you know, and I don't know even before them what that history is. So there's never been a standard kingdom marriage that stands on God. So for me, because I didn't have a father that was the spiritual leader of our family, we we're pulled in different directions. I don't, I never knew what a kingdom marriage looked like. I never knew what kingdom, a kingdom man actually looks like, a man who actually chased after God's heart. I had to get myself in the presence of God and let God start transforming my heart so he could open my eyes to truly see 
his promises and see what truly being in a relationship with God looked like and change my thoughts of what men about men and really it really changed like grace they're not all the same what you're speaking is what you're going to see in your life so if you're thinking that all dudes are the same that's all you're going to attract so I had to change God had to transform my heart so I can be able to see better okay and then thank God he was able to bring people in my life that can show me what true godly men look like because <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know so there's certain standards so there's certain things I look for and certain things I question now and I and this is the last three years of my life is the first time I actually got had got involved in my friendships and relationships because I always did not I didn't involve him in it so he will he tells me and shows me things about people like mm, that ain't it you know what I'm saying? So that was like a pivotal moment in my life because I wanted my son to see what healthy relationships look like. I want him to see what it is to be a true kingdom ambassador and to truly trust God and let know that God, God can use anything. You, you can have a ratchet, I have a ratchet pass. Okay. All right. He can use anybody. <laughs> He can use anybody. Even if you make mistakes, it's okay. You're going to make mistakes because you're not perfect. He's not mm -hmm. expecting us to be perfect. He's expecting us to be perfected in him. That's what it is. So the more you spend time with God, the more he transform you and, and he will. And at the same token, even if you make a mistake, he gives, he extends us grace. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean you run away from God. If anything, that should make you draw nearer to God. You know? So that, that moment, finding the, my church and just letting God truly allowing God in my life, back in my life, it just changed my whole view. It just changed everything, my present, my future, how I see things now. Um, I even went and got rebaptized. I went and got baptized the following year. Um, you know, in, in that church, I met my mentor. God gave me my mentor um it's just so much you know he's done for me I don't we could be here all day it's just <laughs> talk about the, the how just amazing he is and I just thank him even when I was denying him he was still still stood by my side and I just I'm just thankful I'm just thankful like there's not enough words that can just be, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful for second chances. He gives us multiple chances. I'm just thankful that he gave me another chance to get it right. Cause my, the next one, that's the real one. Okay. <laughs> that is the real one. That's it. Once we met, that's it. That's it, man. You got me for, forever. Okay. Yep. So he's in it. He, I put him in everything so I can know. I just want to be in his will, you know, cause it's bigger than me. His generation is coming before me. So it's after me, excuse me. So it's bigger than me. So I can't, I can't just, I'm allowing God to choose for me. I can't just like, I can't attach myself to everybody. Not for where he's taking me to. No, I can't. So that does, I just answered your question and then, and then so. <laughs> <laughs> no, you better, but to hear it for somebody to hear like where you came from and understand, like, you know, there's a lot of people's that say in the African-American community, their 
fathers haven't really been in their life. They haven't been there. And then we as women, we need that fatherly figure. If not, we go try to find it in everything else. Even though, yes, we have our heavenly father, but if you don't know him and don't have a relationship with him, then you're still going to follow the world. You're going to follow man. You're not going to see God for whom he is. But it's amazing how he does different things. It made me think about like my mom and dad got divorced when I was like one and a half going on two somewhere in there and my dad was a um, minister he got remarried when I was about five and so we reconciled our relationship along the way like it used to be like oh daddy one day he was just doing what you know he had to do by law but it wasn't that you know every other weekend we would go there but it was like I always said I lived in two separate worlds and there was that time when I used to blame everything on my dad too and be like oh it's his fault this this that and the other while I'm out there being promiscuous and doing everything else that's right but then it had to be like no as I got into adulthood, it's like, no, I have to take responsibility for my own actions and had to have that time to sit down and have conversations, even talk with him and, you know, and be like, you know what? No, I got to take my responsibility, forgive him for myself and, you know, us to build our relationship. And that's one thing I'm glad God allowed that to happen. You know, that we had our relationship. I'm the baby girl on both sides. And so yeah. it was like, you know, you know, seeing him and being closer to him, even it got to a point where I joined his church. In my later in life, I would, I would drive a whole hour from my where my mom was in the country when I had moved back with her for a little while. And I would drive a whole hour just to go to church. And I'll never forget that day when they opened the doors and I came up there and I let him know I was coming to his church. He booed. Like it caught me off guard because I was like, he said that was his confirmation that God was telling him he was doing something right. That's letting yeah. me know he was feeling like, you know, what's going on? My kids aren't don't really have much to do with me like only yeah. select few of us but we all love you know our dad we all had, each had a different relationship with him in different yeah. levels but the one thing I tell anybody if you have to be the one to be the one that reconciles and forgive because not that That's person right. because God is not going to look at what they're doing to you or what they've done mm -hmm. to you he's going to look at like well how did you treat them how did you That's I'm right. forgiving you so many different times mm -hmm. you know and then it's like well what have you done how are mm -hmm. you treating somebody else so sometimes you know yeah we don't go back and give the people the response they expect it has to be yes sometimes you have to love people from a distance but you have to do yeah. what mends your heart and let him mm -hmm. use you and lead you and guide you because right. it's amazing when things do come together like you said when you actually submit to him when you actually listen to him it changed your whole posture like you said people look at you and be like well why is she all like you know how's she doing that and this person coming at them like this and this is going on and how is she making it and like I tell anybody we, like I said all of us got something going on mm -hmm. you may not talk about it and that's one mm -hmm. of the things like yes I'm the bright happy little looky people see on the outside and they always say I'm like a ray of sunshine that's what mm -hmm. came to name of my business so mm -hmm. but it's like you know but I have stuff going on too. And if you talk to me and ask me, I'll tell you too. I'm not going to be like, I ain't got it all together. None of us got it all together. We sure don't. We all, we all, we all <laughs> like what they say, uh, uh, filthy rags. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all trying to get, you know, get on the straight and right path. But it's also like, you have to be willing to let God use you. And when you get to that point, it's amazing to see the things. And I'm still working even with that, because I'm like, even though I'm like, okay, Lord, I asked you for this, but I'm still trying to do this on my accord and not mm -hmm. on you. And I'm trying to make this happen. And like I said, you said, even when you said people, the people he uses in places in your path to be able to say something to you, to give you that word. Like you said, your whole perspective, was, oh, I'm going on this cruise and this going to be like this. Girl, and I thought was it like, was like, <laughs> I ain't expect none of that stuff. <laughs> I ain't expect, I was like, I'm about to do this challenge. I'm about to pray for this good old man. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And then that was I, okay. I, I, it wasn't about finding a man, it was about finding myself. Yep. That's exactly what it was. Finding myself, and that's exactly what I got. You know, and you know, it's amazing. I'm just so thankful that you and your father have that relationship and um and able to even celebrate God together, you know. I, that's how I know that I have to be the trailblazer of my family as far as you know, dealing with my father and just understanding that I also learned that we're, as Paul said, we don't deal with flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. right? We're dealing with um, powers of darkness, you know? So there's a spirit behind, there's spirits behind a lot of these things. And knowing that my father doesn't have the Holy Spirit in him, it, there's just certain things I shouldn't expect from my dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't have the Holy Spirit in him to, convict him you know he doesn't so all my job is to intercede in prayer and pray to God that um he will be humbled enough to ask God for forgiveness and repent because it's about his salvation I will hate God forbid something happened to my father day tomorrow and he's not he's not saved so for me it's bigger than me me having reconciled being to reconcile with him it's bigger than me just having a relationship with him. It's about his mm-hmm. salvation. It's about his salvation. Like he he should be the spiritual leader of our family. And and I and I worried about I worry about that. Like God, like do do a quick work in him. Because mm-hmm. I always I used to always pray, like, God, do a Damascus moment on my daddy. Like, <laughs> let him like have a Damascus moment. Because I worry, you know, you know, life on earth, we don't not know the time or hour that we're mm-hmm. going to go, right? Let alone God returning. And so life is not promised. Mm-hmm. We must live our life to the fullest. And I, I just don't want my father to something happen to him and he doesn't know who God is. Because eternity is eternity. Yes. Not too many people have the luxury of coming back and doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. So we want to. I want to make sure that he, you know, I keep praying like God, just turn his heart, like touch his heart, so he can give his life over to you. Give his life over to you because it's, it's about our salvation, you know. And there's just so much he can do. He still can do on earth to bring you the glory, but he must first know who you are. Oh yeah. You know? So, you know, I, I'm so happy that you and your father was able to get to that place of agreement because it's, it's powerful when you can have that connection with a parent that believes just like you, you know, and that's why I'm thankful for God to, you know, humble me and bring me towards him because my son needs to be able to experience that what I didn't get as a child, you know, I have my mom there who, who believes and prays and all that great stuff. But it's difficult when you have one parent who believes another parent who doesn't. So when it's time to go to church, this one's pulling you this direction. Oh, yo, y'all praying again? Y'all doing? But I'm starting to see some of the changes. My dad, he's open to when we do corporate prayer. Like when we do, um, when if I go over there and we're going to pray over something, he has came upstairs to pray because he, he used to just hang in his office like, yo, y'all going to pray. <laughs> but now he's came up. So I see little things. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, as you said, God is not looking at what the other person did. He's looking at how you are dealing with the situation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he, he, I still have to honor him. It don't matter if he wasn't there or not. I still have to honor him as my dad because in the day he still was chosen to be my father. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I have to give him that 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 um I still have to give him that honor and just like keep praying for him and talking to him and just like God will use eventually will transform him and use him, you know. So and then I have to be the example for my brothers and sisters because when they see, although that they all had their own type of relationship with him and some of them don't, you know, I have to be that example, like look what all daddy's done and he still continues to do, mm-hmm. but yet I still have the heart to forgive him because in the day it's a spirit behind it. That's not him. No, the enemy wants to put division and discord, especially in families. Cause he wants you to stay in bondage. Mm-hmm. So why would he want you guys to be unified? He comes to still kill and destroy. Yeah. So he's not going to want you guys unified. Then if he don't want me praying for my dad, he don't want my dad mm-hmm. to become a believer. He doesn't want my dad to be saved. So of course he's going to continue sowing division discord. So I have to rise above that and ask God, give me strength. Like I was like, God, you see what he's doing? Like, give me the patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying grace. You see what he's doing? You see what he's doing, right? But I have to forgive him and understand that it's not him. It's a spirit behind it that's causing all this discord. And um, and love him from a distance. Like you said, I got to love him from a distance because, you know, I love him and I call him and I check up on him. But God has to, only God can change him. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's just what it is, you know? So I'm glad he got you to that good space with your dad. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your um, go-to quote or saying? I got many of them. Um, I always say, um, when I was talking about fear earlier, I always believe, um, you know, courage is not that, it doesn't mean that you're brave, really. Um, Courage means just doing it in spite of the fear. You can be fearful, but just do it. Um, there have been many instances where I did stuff that just did not make any sense. Didn't make sense to me. Didn't make sense to the people that told me, that I told. Um, but I stood steadfast. I stayed committed. I'm like, I know what God told me. That's it. Um, even when I didn't have a relationship with him, he would share things with me. And even though it looked crazy, I was like, I gotta, I, I just gotta trust this. Like, I just got this feeling. I didn't really know it was God talking to me then, but I knew I was like, this thing won't go away. I have to do this. It won't go away. Um, so you just have to be courageous. You have to be courageous. My first act of crazy faith is when my, when God told me to up and leave my home to move across town, like an hour away to a place where I didn't know anybody but three people. And, my, and I had a newborn. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a job. I lost my job. I was pregnant. And my son was about to be born. And I didn't know what to do. And... He told me I needed to move. And I thought it was crazy. Move where? I ain't got a job. I got a baby. And when I shared it with some people, they thought I was crazy too. 
And that's what we also have to be careful who we share things with, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like I said, they would project things on you and try to talk you out of what God is trying to talk you into, the things that God is trying to put you in. They would try to talk you out of it. So I got a lot of feedback, like what I was about to do was dumb. And, but I didn't care. I knew, I knew that there was something put in me. Like I felt like God told me to do that. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy, you know, trying to go to school, working, got a new baby with no real support, except for my extended family where I moved to. Um, But I did it and it has, it was a hard journey, but the, I'm living proof of what that's listening to God walk in obedience looks like. And that was my real first crazy faith. And ever since then, God tell me do something maybe bizarre (laughs) and I may question it throughout the whole journey, (laughs) but I, I do try to walk in obedience because I have seen the miraculous with my own eyes. Um, so I tell people just think, stay encouraged and just do it anyway. If he put, if he put it in your heart to do it, you're not going to lose either way because he's mm-hmm. going to protect you. He said, all things work together for our good for those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. So whether it doesn't matter if it looked crazy to other people, everything looked crazy. Noah was told to build this ark in the middle of a drought. They never heard of right. He was no. crazy. <laughs> people thought he was crazy. He did it anyway. So you build it, you do it anyway, even though it may look, nothing God says and does makes sense. If it made sense, we will question that too. Mm -hmm. Think about it. If it made sense to us, we would still question it. So nothing God tells us to do is going to make sense, but you just have to trust him and do it anyway, even when you're fearful. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I leave with people. Do it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so Let's what is like Nike says? <laughs> so what is one question that you have for me? What question I have for you? Um, I should have thought about this. <laughs> um, you said that you're part of this uh a coaching coaching program or mentorship program. I'm starting one. Well, oh, I'm you're, oh, you're going to start one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. So what, what made you, okay. So are you going to continue doing the podcast or are you just, yeah, I'm gonna do both. Okay, okay. So what made you decide, okay, I need to move into like coaching and mentorship. Cause there's always something that pushes us into that. <laughs> your path sounds kind of like my path to the podcast and the coaching program. <laughs> so what kind of made you like, okay, it's time for me to shift into coaching and mentorship. Well, it's, it's one of those things that, like you said, when God shows you something or talks to you and tells you, and when you constantly try to do other things, and it's just like, no, that's not what I want you to do. That's not what I want you to do. And it kind of goes back to when I ask people a question about what would they come to me for? What do they say I'm good at? And I've always been told I'm a good listener. I'm a good communicator. So it was like, he told me about the podcast and I'm like, okay. I, you know, like I said, the catalyst was too, it was like, okay. I think what sparked it was when my dad passed and it was like, okay, let's just do this. It's 2021, 2020 was horrible. Let's, you know, give people some enjoyment and encouragement. So then it was like, the two things he kept telling me were, 
was about the podcast and about coaching. And I'm saying, like, I even told my counselor, like, how am I going to be a coach? Nobody going to want to listen to me. Like, how do you, I don't have it all. And she keep it, she even encouraged me. So most people, like I told you, the people that he keeps sending me to interview for this podcast, mostly all of y'all are a coach or a counselor or something. So even my husband and people heard me say this before, when he read that list, he was like, it sounds like you in the wrong profession is exactly what he said to me. What do you do now? I work in you the lab. I work in the lab. I'm behind. Oh yeah, you're in the I'm wrong profession. <laughs> I'm you're in the, the wrong profession. I'm in front of a microscope eight hours, mostly eight hours of the day. But I like to be behind the scenes. Like I'm, I, I'm an outgoing person, but I don't mind being behind the scenes helping people. Yeah. But it's one yeah. of those things, like you said, God's gonna make you uncomfortable. Well, talking and speaking is not uncomfortable to me. It's just a matter of like, okay, how even now, the things, the person that he aligned me to to work with me on this coaching program with somebody that I would have never met if it hadn't been for my coworker. I told my coworker mm-hmm. that um, about my podcast and he listened to it. And then he told me one day, you might need to listen to one of my nephew's episodes on his podcast. So, and it was called, it's too, the name of the episode was, um, it's too heavy for you to carry basically in a sense. Mm-hmm. It might not be the exact title, but it was basically saying like seeking help delegate you're not supposed to do everything by yourself stop trying to do everything because he's listening to some of my other um you know episodes so then I was listening one morning to his that episode and then the next one automatically started playing and then here I hear my co-worker's voice on it because he did a couple voice um um advertisement for him and it was like if you ever thought about being a coach and you're interested in being a coach and it was like really look at God and so then (laughs) I had been looking at other coaching programs. I had listened to other podcast people and trying to figure out how to do it. I was like, no, I'm just keep doing my podcast like I'm doing it. Because like you said, it made me resonate when you tell me how expensive something is. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. young lady, she had a coaching program. She's a Christian person. And I looked at her price. I said, her price is going to be $1,000, $1,197. Because I said, that's been the, the, the trend. And I'm like, uh-uh. And then when you tell me splitting it up and still paying 500 here or 300 I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So it was just like talking to him was just like everything lined up he made it he's making it where it's easy he even said people say I should be charging more he said no but I want to be able to help people so even me talking to him that first conversation I'm like Lord I don't know how I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna do it but he made it to where okay you do this and we're gonna work it out this way but even our first session that we had he's the one that sparked me to say I you know about because he wants to get you the nitty-gritty like why do you feel like you should do this what are your qualifications? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like your purpose is? It's not just about, let's just do this. Like, why do you want to do this? What kind of coach do you want to do? And then his challenge, like I told you to me, was like, okay, I got, I got number three for you. Are you ready for it? And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a challenge. And he was like, it's easy, it's easy. He was like, I want you to tell me 10 things you did for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is not easy. <laughs> and so that's why I was like, I'm sitting here like God keeps using all of y'all, because he kept telling me all these people that are coaches, these people that are counselors. I even considered looking into like a PhD program, but I'm like, man, I just want to be a mama and enjoy my child right now because I've got, been doing. You don't got to do all that. He already qualified you. You yeah. don't got to do that. <laughs> so I was sitting here like, I've done, done enough schooling. I'm like, I got two masters and a master. I'm like, I'm done with Listen, school. <laughs> ma'am, I'm with you. <laughs> so it was like he just the way he divinely lined things up is was like okay this is what I'm supposed to do even like he asked me like do you want to how soon do you want to do this like asking like how far are we gonna work how are we gonna do this program how can I get the most out of it and me I want to back up and be like no I don't want to do it that soon and then it was like no 
But he said, we're going to get there. We're going to get through this. We're going to get down. But And I'm enjoying it because it's like I'm talking to a big brother or mm-hmm. somebody's mm-hmm. not like this stranger or whatever. And even like, yeah. just like you say, how he uses people to line you up with a different person and you never know how it's going to come. So I feel like he's leading me to say, okay, I need you to talk to my people. I need you to do this no more, not only through the podcasting, but use your voice. And even that was something else confirmed to me, even on yesterday, it was like, keep talking, keep speaking, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing what he's called for you to do. And I feel like this is what it is. I was like, I always kept feeling like, well, how am I do coach? I don't know how to do it. Cause everybody has a different way of how they do it and all these different strategies. And I'm like, you at one point I was like, designed you to do it, Jarkeisha. You don't yeah. gotta do it like everybody else. <laughs> so that's why I was like, no, no, no. Like and then finally, like I said, he lined me up with him. So I feel like this is the time. This is my time to Good. to come out and do what he was calling me to do. And it's like, okay, Lord, I'm that's listening. Right. That's right. Listen, he was send he will send you your assignment. That's you know, he was send the people who are assigned to your to your life. And you do not need to do it like everybody else. That's no my pastor once said he said in order to stand out you stand out mm-hmm. you want to stand up stand out i think it's like do you want to stand up for something stand out think of something like that but either way you are he's created you intentionally you don't know whatever he gives you is for you and you only in order to pour into other people so he's going to show you the way to do it and he's going to, and the way that he, the way that God shows you, he's going to show you how to do it. It's not going to be like, it's going to be so unique to you that people are going to be drawn to you specifically for that. Okay. I look at other experts just to help me, but I'm not there to, to uh, reciprocate their sauce because that's not how God designed me. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that I do in my program, even when he gives me courses, they ain't nothing like anybody else. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, and that's what people are drawn to me for. If you were like everybody else, then what's so special about you that they would want to come to you? Yeah. I mean, so we have to start looking at ourselves like that, that you have a, you have a unique fingerprint and God created you for something specific. And he already has tailored how that's going to be unique to you and the people that are assigned to your life so the people he's going to bring into your life are people going to need something you specifically had not what i have or anybody else that you talk to what you have so he will give you he will give you the wisdom and guidance and he will send you people to help you cultivate that he will and 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 you need people to get you out your comfort zone because you ain't gonna do it until they do i'm telling you i've been there they've been pushing you know? they've been pushing and pushing and pushing so i'm like yeah, okay. they will push you they will push you and you might hate them in the middle in the middle they're like i don't like you right now i really don't like you right now i know this is for my good but i just want you to know that i don't like you right now <laughs> yeah I, I can feel that it's almost one of those it's like but me pushing myself and it's what it needs because i've always yeah. i need that accountability to somebody to push me yep. and say you can do this you can do it because like one of the words my word for this year is confidence and so mm. one of the things is I needed that and that's the uncomfortable part yeah. for me for me to actually believe in myself that that's I can right. do you know as they say yes I could do all things to strengthen me but it, to really say I can and me believe that in myself and not listen yeah. to the lies of the enemy that keep telling me like oh no don't do that don't do that don't right. do that you know so right well I am excited <laughs> 
have to go follow your podcast. I'm going to put you on my thing, on my playlist. And I'm going to have to connect with you on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm so excited. What got, I just like, I, 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 I love it when people are walking in their purpose. It just, it just makes me happy. I don't yeah, know. It makes me joy. Yeah. So what is uh, what is one takeaway that you want to give the audience and where can they find you? Oh, OK. Well, I share so much nuggets, but just keep keep pushing. Just keep pushing forward. Do not give up. Um, Galatians 6, 9 is one of my go to scriptures, um, and that helps me keep me grounded. Just keep on plowing. Just keep on plowing. Um, I can be found on um, my business page. I do have um Facebook business page is Smile Biz LLC. Um, they can also found, find me at um, um, on Instagram, Miss Grace Anebu, O-N-U-E-G-B-U. And then I have Woman Arise Academy. That's on Instagram as well, at Woman Arise Academy. You can follow me there. And then I'm also the same thing on Facebook, Grace S-C Anebu, E-S-S-I-E Anebu. So I'm on there as well. So you can, oh, I'm also on link, LinkedIn, my first and my last name. Um, you can find me. I'm just, I'm everywhere in these social media streets. I'm just here. I'm just here. And I'll send you the deets too, if you want to put it on your thing where people can uh, follow me as well. So absolutely. And I thank you for taking the opportunity to be willing to interview with me today. It's really been a joy just talking to you. Like, I feel like I'm just talking to somebody I've known for a long time. And just the interview. No, I appreciate you. I'm honored to even allow me to come on your platform to be able to pour into your audience. So thank you. I appreciate you. And I'll make sure you all, all her information will be down in the show notes. You'll be able to just click on it. It'll take you directly to her page and make sure you like, share, and comment on the podcast. Whatever platform you're listening to, if you um, laid on your heart to want to do any support or donation, I'm welcome and thankful for that in advance. And I just thank you for all that you all have done. I thank you for what God is doing within me to bring things to you all. And if there's anybody who has a story you want to share, reach out to me. I'll send you the information and then we can get you on the show and you can share your story. Um, but remember to have encouragement for it and God bless until next time. <laughs>